America's arsenal is getting dangerously low after sending so many weapons to Ukraine. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day and lots of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch wherever you get your podcasts. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. This is the body cam footage when police are showing up. If you're watching on the simulcast, if you're listening, I'll explain. Uh, it's the it's the body cam footage of when police show up to the Pelosi's home in San Francisco. They knock on the door and they're kind of looking around and the door opens and then it gets weird. Super weird. How you doing? Because you got Paul Pelosi button up shirt. What I think are boxers. Yeah, and then he's got a cocktail in his hand. In his left hand, he's got the cocktail. Got to give him points for not letting that go. He's got his left. He got the cocktail in his left hand. He's holding the that DePape guy. He's holding DePape's wrist with his right hand. DePape has the hammer, and it's weird. And I, I go back and forth because I think I would have dropped DePape. I don't know what San Francisco standard operating procedure is, but I think I would have dropped him when he didn't release the hammer before he hit Pelosi. And I know that there are only seconds. I mean, it's, it is just, it's weird. And I, there's one guy who listens. He goes, well, his name's Dennis. He goes, well, you know, they could have been hanging pictures. I mean, you can't blast the guy for holding the hammer. Yes, but someone called police there, not because someone was hanging pictures. That's the thing. I mean, I totally understand what he's saying, but someone called because they said that there was someone who was in. I mean, so let's not forget that's what police were responding to. They were responding to a call. Can we? Uh, th- I love how Juan has the still on DePape's hind end. Just got to put that out there. <laughs> they, I mean, it's in my monitor and I'm looking up and I'm seeing this guy's, you know, butt. I'm like, what in the world? Um, <laughs> points to Juan for that. But remember, police were called. To the house. Do we have any answers on that, by the way? Because original nobody, there hasn't been a lot of discussion about that. So it's not like they were just driving around and they knock on the door and they're like, what are you guys doing? Are you hanging pictures? I mean, it wasn't something like that. They were called to the house for a reason. I also think that it confused maybe police just a bit because when they show up, You have Paul Pelosi, cocktail in hand, and he just kind of has his hand. It didn't, I got to tell you, just from initial viewing, and I'm only going on what I see in the video, it it doesn't look like it's, I mean, if it's not serious enough for the guy to drop his cocktail and then defend himself, I mean, I'm wondering, you know, how I'm sure police are processing all this too. So I go back and forth on this, but if I had been called out because of an intruder, And Pelosi doesn't say anything. That's the other thing that makes it weird. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't say, help me, or I'm glad you're here. I need your assistance. He doesn't say anything. He just kind of, he sort of smiles and he looks awkward. And he, I don't know if he's drunk. He's got a cocktail in his hand. I don't know if he's drunk. I don't know if he's just bewildered. You also don't know if he had been hit prior. That's the other thing. I mean, he could have been hit prior and maybe he was, you know, concussed. And he was sort of like dazed. That's also a possibility. So I'm just looking at all of this. I will say this too. Conservatives were really smeared in the beginning of this. And I saw some people saying, well, this just completely blows up all of the conservative uh, theories and conspiracy theories and everything. Let's not forget who did what first. 
the conservatives, Republicans, whatever, were immediately had their characters impugned. They were immediately smeared. They were said that because of their just routine criticism of the Speaker of the House, that that means that they shared culpability in the attack of the Speaker's husband, which is bizarre. But that's the argument that they ran with. That is what they went out and were telling everybody. We you heard it. You were hit over the head with it, you know, yourself, like watching, you know, all the headlines and all the commentary on the on cable, on the networks and newspaper everywhere. You were constantly being blamed. You criticized Nancy Pelosi once. You're culpable in this attack on her husband. It's silly, but they ran with that. They said this guy was a big MAGA dude. They you all remember this. And then. And then it wasn't really networks that were that proved that incorrect. It was independent journalists and local journalists that went to where he lived. They saw the BLM flag. They saw all this other stuff. Uh, they talked to the neighbors. They were talking to the family. The guy was a big leftist. In fact, it kind of seemed as though he didn't think Pelosi was left enough. That was my interpretation of it. But the bottom line is that the claim that this guy was inspired by MAGA was completely blown apart. They never addressed that. They never acknowledged that. They never apologized for it. And then there were legitimate questions that people on the right brought up in response to the initial reports. Who was it that called police? Who opened the door? Someone was in their boxers. We're both in their boxers. And when in an absence, in a, in, a, in a time when you have an absence of information, you will have theories that emerge. And sometimes I think it's done on purpose. Sometimes I think people withhold information so that they can just sort of, they can prime the conspiracy theory and get trying to get things going more and more and more. Honestly, I don't know what the hesitancy was in releasing this video because there's nothing in there that would have in any way... Uh, compromise police. Um, there's not anything that I, I just don't know why they waited so long to release it. That would have shut everybody up right away. But the bottom line is that the whole MAGA thing was not true. Uh, it is still weird. It's still a weird video. And I was just, you know, telling you that, it, you know, it's weird for maybe, we don't know, maybe a number of other reasons. I am leaning towards the idea that maybe there was a struggle and he got hit and was dazed because, but then he still had his hand on his cocktail glass and he still had the ice in it and everything else. So then that kind of takes away from that. I just don't know. It is so weird. I mean, if somebody intrudes in my house, well, I mean, I'm of a different ideological, ideological bent than Paul Pelosi, but. I mean, I do drills for crying out loud, right? Like we, I do drills and I do all of this stuff. Like I, we've trained hours to like to prepare for, you always train for skills that you hope to never use. That's only in self-defense do you do that kind of stuff. But if I, and I know you all feel the same way. If he'd have broken in all our houses, it did have been dropped. I wouldn't have sat there and played tug of war over a hammer holding a cocktail. And the, and that Pelosi, the Paul Pelosi didn't just bash him in the head with that. I mean, I just, there's so many things that are weird. And yes, we do deserve answers. Had the left not said what they said, had the left not just raced to immediately smearing their ideological and political opponents by claiming that anyone, and they did, I'm not using some sort of blanket argument that's really what it was they claimed that anyone who was criticizing pelosi that you are culpable in this 
because they went so far, because they made up this whole political background for this guy and attributed all of this to the right, now the right is owed answers. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine, which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants, from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate. You can definitely see Keltec's reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other Keltec weapons, and products, check out keltechweapons.com. That's K E L T E C weapons.com. Keltech, creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Keltech. Uh, all right, so we have our headlines here. DeSantis has praised our friend Hami Dillon. In the RNC race, Harmony Dillon is one who's been challenging, I think, uh, Ronna McDaniel. There's all kinds of drama happening right now with the RNC, the Republicans coming together to choose a new chair. Uh, and DeSantis had said in an interview yesterday, quote, I think we need change. I think we need to get some new blood in the RNC. And uh, that was pretty, I mean... Interesting. And well, I mean, you have to think they help out gubernatorial races too. So there you go. Uh, so if you were hoping for SMOD, asteroid 2023 alert, BU, space rock passes closer than some satellites. So it's the 2023 BU. That's the, that's the asteroid's name. It's about the size of a minibus. It whipped over the southern tip of South America just before 3 a.m. Mountain time. They said closest approach. It's going to be about 3,600 miles. And, uh, they said that it illustrates how there's still asteroids of significant size lurking near Earth that remain to be detected, obviously. So there you go. Uh, also, additionally, the Biden administration is cementing a mining ban near Minnesota's boundary waters. They said it's a 20-year ban on 225,000 acres, and it's going to cripple the ability to extract copper. Although there's also a Chilean mine, a Chilean company that also is involved in this, too. They said it's a 20-year ban on new mineral development. So we're just going to be able to go, what, we'll have to rely on other foreign sources for copper. Ultimately, that's what's going to, that's what's going to happen here. Feds are proposing to define Hispanic or Latino as a race. The administration is suggesting a non-scientific, completely not fact-based update for race and ethnicity definitions that would no longer... I don't know anyone who ever also classified anybody of Middle Eastern or North African descent as white, but that's what they're arguing in this NBC piece. I'm so glad they're focusing on this instead of the fact that our strategic oil reserves are being depleted and that if China got froggy, we wouldn't be able to handle anything in the Pacific. And by the way, that when the, the M1 Abrams that they promised, we're not even going to have enough to send. He's going to have to buy some and then send. We'll talk about that coming up. The footage is out of the Paul Pelosi attack. I just watched some of the video, which we are going to have to discuss. Because it is weird. It is weird. We're breaking it down on uh, when we were off air here momentarily, as you heard from our sponsors. It is odd. And he's got a cocktail glass in his hand. He's got ice cubes and a drink in his hand. We're going to it's weird. We're going to discuss it. So you don't want to miss it. Uh, Also, a new SUV features electric door handles and pepper spray guns. This sounds kind of 
I don't know. It's it's a it's a California car maker, Rizvani. It's an apocalyptic military grade SUV. Yeah, I really just pepper spray guns. I was hoping for like fifty cows or something. But I was writing about you know all of these examples of all these videos, and they're so the like the one I showed yesterday of the dude. I mean, clearly who was a dude with facial hair who was trying to go into the women's restroom. There was this video. It was an actual discussion. They taped this like they were doing something great. And they were there. You had these activists that are masquerading as educators and they were sitting in what I think is like a preschooler or kindergarten class. And they had this doll and they were telling these kids, you know, what basically confusing them with pronouns and, and trying to brainwash them into with non-scientific theory and it all gets down it all comes back to sex that's what it all comes back to and i don't mean how people identify everything is so hinged upon sex in our society even identities are all orientated around it that's all everything's oriented around all of this so there was this video of this teacher who was sitting in this class, they had this doll, and then she was talking with other activists slash educators about the reaction of the kids to what they were telling them. And they were like, oh, so-and-so is non-binary, so-and-so is this. And you can tell some of the kids are like, oh, well, they could just be, you know, non-binary. Or And they were telling the kids, oh, use they instead of him or her or he or she. Just listen to some of this because this, our kids should be learning the basics of life. This is sexual propaganda listen huckleberries today i wanted to introduce you to a new friend in our class well this huckleberries is my friend nash it's their first day in our class they're just looking around at all of you and they're so curious to know who you all are today uh was fun it was really interesting though Knowing going in, being like, I don't know what questions kiddos are going to have or what they're going to say, um, which is both like nervous, racking, but also kind of exciting. It's that place of um, not knowing as a teacher and just being okay with that. It's like and my friend likes to ask the question, stuff, are you a boy thing. or a girl? And Nash answers, I'm just a kid. But a kid. But kids can be boys or They can be boys or, or girls. Or yeah. Or maybe non-binary. Yeah. Hmm. It was just like... Or maybe non-binary. Non-binary. I mean, yeah. this is... That's just something that we know. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is just wild to me. And you wonder why we're falling so far behind in academics, because this is apparently what we're teaching kids. And you're erasing these amazing differences and just a difference is not it's not a pejorative a difference is not a detriment a difference is not a deficit it's just a difference but that's how the activist left views it i'm just when are these kids going to learn about you know math and reading and writing and you know all of this oh after you know the the revolution will be complete when the language is perfect i keep seeing these videos everywhere and there's so many classrooms that this is happening in. There are so many, like you have libs of TikTok, and then there's a ton of accounts that are just like libs of TikTok that do the exact same thing. That's how many videos there are of this. 
so many different things in so many different classrooms, whether it's in college or high school or junior high or elementary. And then you have these teachers that get on and they sit here and go on and on about how society is so mean because they can't share how they have sex with their class. Why is, I mean, going after the kids has been now set up by the activist left as the new measure of whether or not it meets their definition of inclusion. If we can push this on your kids, then that's the measure of whether or not you are inclusive. Not your kids, but you. We're going to go after your kids. And what gets me, too, is that so many people are so terrified to be thought of as bigots. We're, in, in our town, for instance, we're going to have another school board election. There's going to be another school board fight. and There's all kinds of stuff, you know. And there are so many parents who are so excited if other people step up or if other people do something, but they're so terrified to say anything themselves publicly. They're so afraid to. They don't want to they don't want to rock their position in their neighborhood. They don't want to upset anyone at church. They don't want to upset anyone at their work. And I'm just thinking, do you what do you value more? The perception that your neighborhood has of you, the acceptance that you feel in your particular adult group of friends do you value being included in whatever community that would do this to your kids more than your actual kids it's a harsh question to ask but a lot of parents need to be asked this there's so many people who i get it that they're terrified to speak up because they're worried about how this plays out at their job But they're fine with other people sacrificing a hell of a lot more because too few people will stand with them. They're fine with those people doing it. I always say that that's like warming your hands by somebody else's fire, the fire of their actions. I mean, a lot more people need to speak up about this stuff. Otherwise, it's going to be fait accompli. It's going to be pretty much set. In Florida, they're doing it. And elsewhere, they're coming together to do it. But parents really got to ask themselves. I, I And I there's one woman who will not talk to me in my community anymore because I just straight up asked her at one uh, group. Uh, it was a group event. It was a fundraiser. She's like, oh, I just don't know. You know, I just, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's trying to be active without rocking the boat. And I go, are you more concerned about rocking the boat? Or are you more concerned about safeguarding your child? I just asked her that straight out. And she was offended. And I go, if you're offended, then why are you here? If you're offended by me asking that question, then I have to ask whether you're interested in actually serving the issue or are you more interested in being served? Because we have too many damn people who want to be served and who don't want to serve. And if you're too good to serve, then you ain't good enough to be served. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Man, I did not know how to interpret this story that this this is a Florida woman's story. So this happened in Pinellas Park. Police say that a Florida woman battered a convenience store clerk with a pair of Slim Jim B sticks after being accused of shoplifting. Now, how are you going to be doing the Slim Jims like that? I mean, that's like, I don't have an official show jerky, but I'm just saying. 40-year-old Casey Brazil is the uh, person named as going into the Sitco gas station. She began shoplifting. The 34-year-old female clerk caught her in the act and confronted her. So off that one of the officers with Pinellas Park Police reported that she pushed the clerk to get past and then struck the clerk with two Slim Jim beef sticks that she was stealing. The clerk was not injured during the scuffle, 
The Brazil admitted to the battery after she was read her rights. Okay, can I just say, she's being held in county jail, $2,600 bond. You don't shoplift, but also, you ain't going to be hurting anybody with two Slim Jims. I mean, they're like big pencils. You're not going to be hurting nobody with, I'm just saying. I know my beef jerky. I am a beef jerky connoisseur, so just saying. Yeah. And then I'm going to have the people out there who are going, Slim Jims ain't beef jerky. That's, you know, we'll argue about that all day long. That's fine. That's all right. All right. Next up. Oh, gosh. This. uh, (sighs) Miami Herald. What do you say that old people aren't innocent? I say not all old people are innocent. Well, case in point, an 81 year old woman is accused of of kicking a male police officer, quote, full force in the groin. While she was being arrested at a Florida restaurant, according to Cape Coral Police, the woman also threatened to kill the arresting officer once she was free of her handcuffs, police said in a news release. It happened just Tuesday this week. Police were alerted to a disturbance in progress at Fathom's Restaurant and Bar in Cape Coral. And the caller said that a female was being combative with restaurant employees, was trying to punch them. And when cops showed up, that they said that they made contact with the woman. She was visibly intoxicated. In an intoxicated rage, she grabbed one of the officers by the back of the neck and began slapping the officer's hands as she was being escorted to a quieter place at the establishment. That's from the affidavit. The dispute escalated. Profanity screamed. Officers asked the woman for her name and identification. I cannot say on air what she said in response. While being placed in handcuffs, she kicked the officers and then struck one with full force in the groin area. And then en route to Lee County Jail, she claimed that she was going to kill the arresting officer the second she was out of handcuffs. Now, she apparently lives near the restaurant. She's been charged with all kinds of stuff. Disorderly conduct. Three counts of battery on a law enforcement officer. Intimidation in the form of threatening death or serious bodily harm to an officer as well. The arresting officer did not require medical treatment. Did I say she was 81? Man. 81 years old. Dang. Just saying. Woo! Uh, yeah. I don't even know if I want to share this one. This is this. Oh, that one's so. Some of these are just so bad. Uh, let's see. Another. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. A uh, Florida woman, or Florida man, excuse me, was was arrested during a scheduled delivery of one pound of meth. Man, oh man. Traveling Florida drug dealer was arrested after authorities learned of a scheduled scheduled drop-off. They showed up and intercepted the goods. And this happened just the other day. Indian River County Sheriff's Office, their special investigations unit, they learned of a special delivery, wink, wink, scheduled to take place in the Whispering Palms neighborhood, where the palms whisper. They found that 25-year-old Devon Taylor of Oxford was going to be traveling to Indian River County to deliver one pound of methamphetamine, and it was going to be distributed in the neighborhoods. So the detectives closed in. Taylor tried to run away, and he ran off behind a a residential area, was seen uh, reaching towards his waistband. He was apprehended after a brief foot chase, and a gallon-sized storage bag containing all the meth was recovered. So he's in lots of trouble. He's got lots of charges on him now. You can never run. You're never going to get away. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. House Republicans demand answers on Afghanistan. America's arsenal is getting dangerously low after sending so many weapons to Ukraine. And Chicago's mayor has a curious approach to crime. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives, and hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Join us. 
Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.